Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mad City Podcast. This is Patrick Kempfer, the most muddlesome motherfucker you'll ever meet. <laughs> Coming to you bright and early, 6.48 a.m. on a Saturday morning. What is it now? March 26th, 7th? No. <clears throat> it's getting up there in the springtime, though. Which is real nice because, uh, god damn, the winters suck here. Every year I ask everybody I know, everybody I see, (laughs) why do we live here? Why did anybody ever live here? Like, you ever go to that, uh, Wisconsin Historical Museum downtown? It's like right up at the top of state. Uh, by the Capitol Square. I don't know if it's like the second or third floor, but they got like the, you know, these, I don't know, recreations, dramatizations, really, of what the, the indigenous people, like how they lived, you know, in this area. It's like, how the fuck were they just like living outdoors in the fucking wintertime here? I, I don't know. I don't care if you got a uh, fucking uh, teepee, a tent, uh, a house, a wigwam, goddamn tank or a gut. You know, I don't give a shit, man. It's fucking cold here. Why do we live here? Anyway, springtime is looking looking real nice. This last week's been kind of, kind of, it's been like chill and some rain and it's been good though you know it's like I can feel it like rejuvenating the soil starting to smell things again it's one of the things about winter you know everything dies it's just you know so (laughs) when uh when spring comes and everything thaws it's like I mean yeah we smell the, um, you know, flowers and stuff when they bloom, like the new life. But like first, we smell all the death, <laughs> you know, like the uncovering of the death. Uh, but I don't know. There's like a certain, um, I don't know. There's some certain comfort in that in that aroma. I find somewhat pleasing. But then again, you know. I'm me. <laughs> My precarious relationship with death and dying things. Um, so listen, it's been a really hectic week for me. I've been in anticipation of um, 
something I've been waiting for for a long time. Uh, me and uh, my lady friend Aaliyah uh, are going to be hanging out this weekend. Um, she lives out of town, you know, so we don't really get to see each other much. But every time I do get to see her, it is definitely a pleasure and a treat. And uh, she's going to show me around up where she lives uh, in the country. And uh, I've been super excited about that. And I've been wanting to talk about it, you know, like how excited I am, you know, to like to go and, uh, you know, get out of town for a bit and do this and that. And But, you know, she's been pretty busy too, so it's not like she was really able to join me on the show. And, you know, like I had mentioned before, uh, what my friend had said to me about talking about people when they're not here, uh, even if I'm not saying anything disparaging about them. It's, uh, I just feel like there's some boundaries issues there that, you know, that I, 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 I could do better to appreciate. And, um, you know, and, and, and even if like, yeah, I'm going to be going and doing this and that. And it's like, you know, uh, why not? you know, wait until, uh, after, and, you know, she can, she wants to, she can sit here and she can talk to people about, uh, you know, all the fun we had and what we did, whatever, you know, like, I don't know, I just, I feel like it's just, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm finding the balance, but it's important that, uh, I appreciate, you know, how I talk about other people, even if I think I'm saying something good. Maybe it's not my place to be saying what other people are going to be doing, you know, or how they're living. Uh, not to say that I'm protecting her from anything. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It's just, uh, just state of fact, you know. There were some other things this week, too, that, you know, aside from just, you know, the hustle and bustle of work. Uh, this week, the 24th was the anniversary of uh, my very good dog friend uh, Buddy's uh, death. It was it was the, uh, the the anniversary of his death. Six years now, and Buddy and I had a very very special relationship. And anybody that that's known me for any amount of time uh, knows that before there was Daisy, there was Buddy, <laughs> and Buddy was. Just amazing. He was the, um, by far, like, the coolest goddamn dog I've ever met in my life. And I know, of course, you know, uh, I, I, you'd think I'd be biased, right? Because, you know, he was, quote-unquote, my dog. But no, he was not my dog. I was his dog, if anything. He picked me. <laughs> uh, sometime soon, I plan on telling that story of how me and uh, me and Buddy came to know each other. I'll just put it out there like this. I met him on a mountain in California in 2004. And I'll just leave it at that <laughs> for now. Uh, but anyway, so, I, you know, I was reflecting on uh, the experience of, of his death once again. And, uh, you know, with, with um, a new perspective, and 
you know, I, I wanted to talk about it, but but I kind of didn't, you know? It was, um, I mean, I had my moments with it. It wasn't anything bad. I, uh, I had some some quiet, reflective cry time, and but it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It wasn't like a bad, sad, you know, it was just, it was good, you know, just to honor him. But I, I didn't feel like I, I needed to go into that story just to add filler, just so I could have content, just to, you know, just in case, you know, my listeners were like, oh, you didn't post anything, so I guess, like, fuck this show. <laughs> just, yeah, whatever. I don't know, I'm gonna lose you guys. Um, no, yeah, it's, it's not about that. That's not why I do this. But in the interest of, uh, you know, keeping, I guess, like the, uh, the algorithms or the, the analytics, whatever the hell you want to call that stuff, um, in the interest of keeping all of that, you know, functioning well, I suppose, uh, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to, uh, I'm going to give you all some of my stand-up, some, some raw stand-up material from the Boss Matery over, uh, down there on East Wash. My good friend Jason, uh, works there, and, uh, before COVID, they were hosting this monthly open mic. This is from, like, two years ago, I think, something like that. Uh, anyway, it's, it's pretty good pretty good stuff I had free reign and uh there wasn't a whole lot of people there like it was like I got there late uh it was pretty pretty laid back but um you know so it was mostly just me kind of like just testing some stuff out some material that I had <laughs> and uh some of it is uh I'm not I'm not gonna lie some of it you might find offensive um but then again if this isn't the first time you've listened to me, then you can probably handle the shit that I, that I say and talk about. So, yeah. All right. Well, enjoy <laughs> the raw stand-up of uh, what I call Pat K comedy from the Boss Meadery. Uh, Harney Swash. This was two years ago. And uh, until I come back to tell you all about my weekend, I hope you all are doing well and living your life the best you can. Until I see you next time. Bye for now. Enjoy.
I came here with the idea of doing some uh, like some metal music, but unfortunately that band that played when I first got here did all the Beatles covers that I wanted to do. But uh, I was thinking I could still do maybe Help, which I thought would be really cool. Like, help! I need somebody! Help! Not just everybody! Help! You know I need someone to help! And, you know, you guys would have all left, so I decided not to, not to expose you to that. Uh, but, uh, hey, I, um, you know, I, I guess I'll just kind of get right into it. I don't know what's worse, um, you know, immigrant children being separated from their families or the fact that they have to sit in a vacant Walmart and go to summer school. I mean, doesn't that just seem shitty? I mean, it's bad enough, you know, that they're stuck in these cages, but then they got, the only time they get out is to go to school in the summer? It's bogus. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think historically, though, like, camps have always been a bad idea. You know, I mean, like, obviously, like, you know, the Jews probably didn't enjoy it very much. Um, I don't think the Japanese, uh, you know, got much interning done in their place. And, and those kids at Camp Crystal Lake, I mean, they got totally screwed. At least they wanted to. I mean, maybe that, maybe that was why they, I think that might have been the whole thing in their downfall. But at least they only had to be there one day, you know. So they got it out of the way. Uh, so anybody got any birthdays coming up? Anybody, any, anybody, any birthdays? Birthdays coming up this month? No? I have a lot of, I have a lot of friends uh, who, uh, who have birthdays coming up in June and July. And a lot of them, what they're doing is um, they're having like these group birthday parties. And uh, it's, you know, it, it seems to me like June and July especially, and I don't know if you guys believe in astrology or not, but like it's the only place that you're going to go to a party and hear somebody in a celebratory, drunken way be like, Woo! Cancer's in the house! And not have like everybody like run out in terror. I mean, of course, there's going to be that one that one person who's going to run off crying in the bathroom because their little brother just died or whatever. And, uh, you know, and I don't want you to think that I'm cold-hearted. I'm not. You know, as a matter of fact, um, just earlier today, and I try to do this at least once a month on a Sunday, I go and I visit the, uh, the children's hospital. You know, I go and I visit the kids up there. You know, and I, I feel like it's necessary. You know, like, it, I, I need that. You know, I need that perspective in my life. You know, because when I leave there, you know, after seeing, like, you know, their, their little pale faces and their big wide eyes, I walk out knowing that I'm gonna outlive all of those little bastards. Oh, God, it just makes me feel so good about what I have. But I don't know how much longer I got. I mean, I'm gonna actually. I have a birthday coming up this year, uh, as you know, many other people probably do. And uh, I'm, I'm gonna be 40, which is weird, because if you know anything about my past, <laughs> you know that I don't deserve to be 40. Um, but I get to be 40, you know. And I'm really looking forward to having, uh, you know, my car insurance be lowered. I think that'll be cool. Uh, something to look forward to. But you know, but as, you know, for it is now, as it is now, I'm 39. You know, and 39 is a uh, critical age for a man, you know, because as it is now, like, I'm still, like, you know, like, I'm, I'm old enough to know, but young enough to do it, you know what I mean? Like, I'm still, like, semi-attractive to, like, you know, college-age girls and, like, middle-aged women. So that's kind of cool. I get, like, sort of the best of both worlds, you know? 
And, uh, and, and and I was thinking about this for a while, and I was, you know, like I've, I've been on Tinder here and there, and uh, and it seems to be kind of degrading into more of like a solicitation site than anything. I mean, you still see people that say no hookups, and it's like, why are you here? Um, but, but, uh, but, you know, I was thinking like, you know, maybe I could utilize this, you know? I could um, rent out my services to, uh, you know, middle-aged divorcees and widows, and use that money to seduce their daughters, right? I mean, that, I mean, I gotta make the best of it, you know, because after 40, without like a really, really good job or like a really killer mod, I'm gonna have to start lying about my age to get laid, just like my wife does. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. She doesn't have to lie, she's only 19. No, I know, I, I do have a girlfriend now though, uh, kind of a newer relationship um, and it's going really well um, but uh, the other night I had her over at my place and I went to the bathroom and when I came back in she was she was on my computer scrolling through all my bookmarked websites and um, well just full disclosure they're like 99.9% porn and I was like in like full panic mode you know I was like oh my god what is what is she gonna think about? Because some of this stuff is a little weird, you know. It's different, <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, all this panic was setting in. I didn't know what to do, and uh, so I sort of jokingly, in my way, you know, using comedy as a as a way of coping with devastating situations. Um, I was like, so you want to watch some porn, huh? <laughs> and there was this long silence. And she's still scrolling down through the depths of my like depravity. And uh, and then she looks up at me and she's like, which one's your favorite? And I was like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for bestowing this miracle upon me. She's a keeper. All right. Now she's actually, she's pretty cool. She's a little different than my, my usual, um, you know, mate. Uh, she's actually a boarding and Christian. Which is interesting because I'm, you know, I'm a pretty staunch atheist. But you know, we don't try to challenge each other's beliefs or try to like shove anything down each other's throats. I mean, well, you know, after watching some porn, we did. But that was a totally different situation, totally unrelated. Uh, but I, you know, I, I really enjoy that. You know, I really enjoy that about her. And um, you know, like I mean, I've I've been an atheist for a long time. I mean, ever since I was a little kid. You know, like I mean, there, you know, I lived in a in a community where like a lot of my friends had to go to church and stuff like that, and you know, like you know, I didn't always get along with everybody, and um, you know, that's fine. You know, that, that actually reminds me. Um, did you guys ever have like that that one house in your neighborhood that was like just always had like the coolest shit? You know what I mean? It was like, you know, like they always had like every year they had like this massive Easter egg hunt. You know, or like those great summer barbecues. You know what I'm talking about? And then like Halloween was like that was like the first and last house you would go to. You just like switch up some of your some of your costume, and then you're like Spider Stein or you know Darth Eminem or whatever. You know, but like you know they had like the full king size candy bars and shit. But here's the thing: if you wanted to get into like the really cool parties, like the backyard parties where all like the really badass toys were. You know, you had to say that you were, like, friends with the guy's son. You know, that was a bummer, too, because, like, this kid was weird, right? You guys remember that kid? He was weird. Like, you know, he would talk in a funny monotone that was, like, way too calm. 
but like you knew that at any given moment he might start like flipping over like lemonade stands because they're too close to my dad's house or some shit, you know. And like you know, and to make it even worse, like you know, I sort of like you know show you his goofy magic tricks, you know, but never when you asked him to, you know, like which just I think lent it even more to like how how full of shit he really was. So I guess if any of that is any indication of what I have to do to get into heaven. Then forget it. <laughs> I'd rather sit at home and, you know, just hang out with some scrambled softcore porn. You know? That's how I spent my years in 12. Uh, speaking of porn, I, uh, I, I do really actually uh, enjoy porn, but not like the way that a lot of people do. Um, you know, like, I, I, I enjoy this, like, entertainment. You know, like, my favorite are porn parodies. Which is great, because, you know, with everything else that's going on, it's just like, you know, all the other entertainment out there, it's the same regurgitated vomit that they picked up last year, you know, like Solo, another Star Wars story that nobody asked for, you know. Rebooting Roseanne. I mean, whose idea was that? Let's take this, uh, this completely self-absorbed blue-collar family and put them in modern-day America. Yeah, that's a good idea. I do honestly, though, I feel bad for the cast and crew of that show. I think what they could have done, rather than canceling, is just, like, you know, recast her, but, like, just right into the kind of storyline where, like, she goes to Washington, D.C. and falls in a sinkhole in front of the White House trying to take a selfie with Trump. You know? And then, like, you know, give her, like, you know, some reconstructive surgery, maybe a little amnesia. You know, bring her down a couple notches, make her, like, a staunch libertarian. You know, that'd be good. We could deal with that. Because, honestly... If they can bring Dan back to life and both Beckys, I think they could have handled that a lot better. I'm just saying. But uh, but yeah, so I, I like porn parodies. I'm not ashamed of it. And uh, you know, like I mean, I got there's some great titles out there. You guys should check out. You, you know, like the Porn Identity. That's a good one. Um, a Wet Dream on Elm Street. That's 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 a that's a, it's it's, a, it's good. It's porn. It's entertaining and it's scary. <clears throat> These are real titles, by the way. <laughs> And you know, I mean, if you want to get into some of their TV shows, like uh, The Sex Files is pretty cool, you know, instead of Aliens and shit, which can get weird, trust me. <laughs> uh, or, you know, if you're into gay porn too, they got The Dicks of Hazard, which, you know, I mean, whatever you do, just as long as they got the car, I'm in. I am totally in. <clears throat> my, my, my favorite porn show, though, is The Fapping Dead. Have you guys heard of this? Oh, this show is awesome. This show is amazing. Instead of shotguns, they all have like these giant sex toys, and uh, and the way like the zombies turn people is like they just they run up and they crowd him and just bukkake him into whatever, you know. It's amazing. It's got great storyline, good uh, good acting. But uh, you know what? I would, you know what? Now that I think, I think I really, uh, I think I think about porn too much. What do you guys think? Yeah. I, I honestly, I think I think about porn more than I actually, like, watch porn. And I don't know if that's, like, like because I'm really sick or really lonely, or if I just really want to make porn. I think I want to make porn, you know? I, like, I want to make porn great again. Hashtag, make porn great again. But I want to, like, be classy about it, you know? Like, I want to, you know, I want to bring, like, intriguing plots and, you know, good storylines you know, plots, <laughs> you know, have like, like good acting and 
sound, you know, good, you know, quality sound. You know, like I want to, I want to be the Christopher Nolan of porn parodies. Not really parodies. No, these would be adaptations. Yes. Like, what about like great American literature? Adapting great American literature to porn. I think that would be that would be really cool. You know, could have like um, Pride and Pretty Huge Dicks. Who wouldn't want to see that? I mean, if they could make it into a, in a vampire movie, I think we could go the other way. They'd just be sucking something different. Um, what are some other good ones? I, ooh. Oh, oh, um, 12 Years a Sex Slave. Huh? I could bring Quentin Tarantino in on that one. He could co-produce or something. It'd be good. It'd be good. But I think my opus, though, my masterpiece, would probably be The Catcher in the Eye. That would be that would be my that, that would be the one I was remembered for forever and ever. That would make me more like the Stanley Kubrick of porn movies, I think. But um, but you know, if eventually somebody's going to get into it and they're going to buy the rights and they're going to come up with a sequel and the, you know the catcher in the brown eye or something like that, and the whole thing's just going to go to shit. You know what I mean? All right, guys, I'm going to get out of here in a second. I just want to say thank you to the Boss Meadery for having me and, uh, and uh, for all of you to, for not walking out, so that's cool. Honestly, though, I feel like if at least a couple people don't walk out, I'm not doing my job. But uh, but I, I, do, I do want to just say that, you know, I appreciate you listening, and I hope I wasn't, you know, I didn't offend anybody's delicate sensibilities too badly. Um, I mean, we all have, you know, our sensibilities and our, our standards, and there are things that offend me, too. And, uh, and I can see, you know, everybody's here, they're drinking a little bit, and I just want, you know, people to keep in mind that, you know, if you're, if you're sober and you're trying to have sex with a drunk person, that's basically like try, trying to take advantage of a person with special needs. And that's just retarded. Okay, I'm Pat K. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter, Pat K Comedy. Thank you very much, and be safe. Cause we need to turn it up